0: Needle on the record. You're listening to BRB Dating Myself, a podcast brought to you by Girlkind, the digital safe space for empowered self-development and mental health resources. You're joined on every episode by cross-continental duo Millie, founder of Girlkind. That's me and Manali, a performer and an activist. That would be you. Yes, that's right.
1: Hi, we're here to bring you a 12-part crash course on what exactly it means to date yourself and why it's important. Whether you're in a relationship or actively single, we aim to embrace the fact that identity is not found or created in anyone else, present or incoming. Instead, you're your own partner forever and always.
0: That's right, and coming up on today's show, the very first of this season, how exciting, is, of course, our very first date. And we're calling this the Mirror Date. And that's the idea of unpacking that literal, physical an emotional and intellectual and spiritual version of ourselves that we have in our head because we all have that version of ourselves in our head that we believe is true and accurate, but is it really? Um, Mm. But first of all, today we want to just chat a little bit about how we're feeling in the current state of the world, which is the virus that shall not be named. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How are you feeling, Manali?
1: I think that... Me, personally, is in a really good space right now um, in in a really weird way. In a really morbid way, I, it's given me the opportunity to take a lot of time for myself, to spend a lot of time with myself, um, be creative, complete some of the projects that I've wanted to have time to complete. And because I'm starting to feel like I've time to invest in myself as a person mm. right now, I feel like I'm able to give a lot more attention to other people since this is such a global issue that impacts so many people so negatively I feel like I need to be able to recharge myself enough to be there for other people
0: yeah absolutely me too how are you feeling about it all well as you know I actually had to come home well I didn't have to I could have stayed in Los Angeles but I chose to come home to be with my family during this time I Mm. think um We really do need to listen to our gut and do what is most comfortable for us during this time. I think a lot of us are, you know, trying to be brave. I think as women, we often try and not cause any, um, you know, disturbance. We try and, you know not complain we try and be as as play as little as possible but I think in this time especially when our mental health can be compromised I think it's so important to just do what we need to do whatever Mm. that looks like for you personally and for Mm. me that looked like being with my family I'm very close with them and obviously I'm in the United States by myself and I didn't have um, proper health insurance that citizens get so I just yeah I think that was quite anxiety inducing for me and now that Mm. I'm home I got home yesterday morning I just feel so much more at peace and I think when you do go with your gut decision everything else just sort of fits into place and the noise sort of quietens so then you can actually start focusing on that stuff that you did want to do during this weird weird time and I know that everyone Mm. is not not as privileged and not in a position to make those choices for themselves but it doesn't Mm. have to be like my decision was very drastic a big big move but Mm. um it it doesn't have to be big it can just be you know um carving out 30 minutes for yourself to do some yoga in the morning sunshine it, it doesn't have to be big it doesn't have to be expensive it can be literally anything and it can be mm. as many things as you want I just think it's so important to listen to what we what we really need during this time so that we can put our best foot forward and make good decisions during this really really tough time and I'm yeah. absolutely thinking of you all during this time my heart is just so heavy at the moment for everyone going through really really tough situations Mm. it's yeah it's a really hard time and I think we just need to acknowledge that like it's fucking hard it's really shitty
1: yeah and there's no right way to deal with it or handle it there's no rule Mm -hmm. book or guidebook on what's the most effective way to survive a global pandemic you know so I think it's uh to anyone listening whatever you do today will be enough and all that you're responsible for is yourself it's okay to be selfish at the moment which is something I think a lot of people especially young women like don't have ingrained into their bodies. since we're always giving to other people um so yeah I think it's important to acknowledge that choosing yourself right now is the most important thing to do
0: exactly yeah and getting back to the topic of our very first episode which is that self-love and self-identity and self-acceptance now is actually a really good time to get into that. I think Mm. being able to quiet and everything else in the world and taking that time carving out that time to sort of do your own mindfulness activity whether that is hanging the clothes on the clothesline taking your dog for a walk doing your yoga whether you do want to meditate you do just want to read a book whatever that looks like for you Hmm. that is the time to get really quiet and go inward to actually sort of turn within which is obviously so so scary and we Mm. all (laughs) naturally try to avoid it as (laughs) much as possible like it is honestly the last thing we want to do as humans it's really really hard to do but Mm. now is the time to start that journey whether you've started it or not we're all on some sort of path to that self-love and self-acceptance and it will obviously never be some finite resolution of self-love because it's an it's a lifetime Um, activity but yeah i think now is a really great time to just start from the basics strip the old wallpaper down and just start repainting fresh and going through that transformational experience whatever that looks like messy and you know complicated and hard and Mm. might be might be a little traumatic it 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 really does look different for everyone um Mm. What does does your self-love journey look like at the moment?
1: I think at the moment it's about doing all of the things that I had to put up, put off because of work or other commitments or family commitments or friend commitments, like um, doing all of the things that I knew I should be doing to better my mental health and my physical health, but never having enough time. And it's sort of like, I, I can't ignore these things now. It's just sort of me in my apartment all day and night um mm. and so it's sort of like you know every like every time i walk past any of my mirrors it's not just like i'm looking at the outside of my body it's like i'm looking at the inside too i'm like what are yeah. you what are you thinking what are you feeling how are you really and you know although i'm in a very privileged privileged position i find myself also being very empathetic even though i'm not necessarily going through anything in this crisis that is going to you know impact me negatively you know especially financially or health wise I think I just find myself getting a little bit existential and in those moments I think it's really important to invest in mindfulness and invest in things like journaling and reading um I just think like I would always make excuses for myself when I was at work being like you know I have to wake up now and eat breakfast now and then the show is at this time so I have to do a list of Mm. little things before I have to you know, head to work for my call time. And now it's kind of like, I don't have any of those little tasks to complete. I'm not leaving the house. It's like, I don't have any excuse not to journal. I don't have any excuse not to meditate. So I think Mm. it's sort of, in a weird way, is forcing me to look after myself. This entire, you know, sort of global, the message around the world is look after yourself, wash your hands, you need to stay inside. And I love that the onus is finally being put on us like there are so many global and international crises that we always we sit around and read about and feel helpless about because we can't directly impact how we can change that or how we can, you know, affect the impact of that situation on the world. But this is like we literally have the opportunity to make a change ourselves. And I just think that for me that has been very Cleansing and and has opened my mind a lot more that the the pressure is kind of on to look after myself Mm. so that I can help the world be a better place. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of what the message is saying. It's like, look after yourself, look after you so that you can be well and you can be healthy and looked after um, so you can positively impact the rest of the world pretty much.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think... um, A lot of the time before all this happened, we placed so much of our identity in what we did for work, what we were studying, what friends we had. And now Mm. that that has all been put on pause, it's like, whoa, like what what actually do I identify myself as? What Mm. what kind of makes me me that isn't exterior, that isn't my job or my friends or my family or my pets? It's like really really um confronting like I I think we need to remind ourselves that it is it's not easy Mm. um it's it's easy to read about it's easy to get instructions on you know what it looks like to sort of get to know yourself better but at the end of the day it is really scary it's it's really um different for everyone as i said before and you know some some of us may need to get professional help um from a psychologist or a therapist which can also be done online at this time which is great mm-hmm. um yes you could you could just find a psych on psychology.com and find someone who's willing to do um you know audio or video or text therapy at the moment which is great um mm-hmm. but yeah if you if you don't choose to go down that route, it it, it doesn't have to be super complicated um, because that's sort of where the anxiety sneaks in and where it becomes really scary. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think, I think we do need to um, use this time to do that because it's going to happen inevitably. We're going to have those really quiet moments. It doesn't matter whether you even understand what... Um, getting to know yourself better looks like if, mm. you know say someone who who isn't in that space or headspace and hasn't listened to this podcast hasn't read about it hasn't heard about it they're inevitably going to be faced with some sort of you know self-connection and it can get scary if you if you don't understand what it looks like what it feels like yeah. but for me I think I think keeping it light and keeping it positive is really important so mm. for example um getting to understand what our best qualities are and what lights us up because we should be really proud of those things. Um, mm. Like for me, I would say, you know, my heart is something that I really lead with. It's one of my best qualities. I have a, I'm an empath and I'm very, very um, loving and caring and I love animals and I love helping people and healing people and teaching people. Mm. And I guess in turn, that's what lights me up. So I think that's a really good way to start, just turning inwards and, and seeing what those best qualities you think are. And mm. you could also turn turn to your loved ones and say, hey, what, what do you see in me that's makes me me like what what are the best parts of me what am I really good at what is my zone of genius Mm. if you haven't ever had that conversation with yourself I think loved ones are really good to sort of remind you of those things but at the end of the day it's you that decides what lights you up um And the pressure doesn't have to come from anywhere at Mm. all except for for you because at the end of the day you spend your life doing what you choose to do um and what chasing what lights you up um Mm. What, what would you say your sort of version of that is?
1: I, I would just like to say, um, to start off with that, you know, it's to kind of touch on what you were talking about before, that some people might not know what that looks like or how to look for what lights mm. them up. And I think it's important to know that, there again, there isn't a formula and that it looks different for everyone. And so if you're sort of sitting there being like, people are saying that journaling helps, people are saying meditating helps, it doesn't seem to work for me, then that's okay and that doesn't have to be the way that you get in touch with yourself just know that there are lots of avenues and routes and versions of how to find what lights you up that isn't like there isn't like a list of things you have to tick off so take this time to sort of allow yourself to you know find find your way into yourself <laughs> yeah so in your in your own sort of way and i would say for me i always like to when I get a bit down about like, what's my career going to look like? What am I really good at? What should I pursue? That's kind of the mindset that I come at it towards because I'm a very like hustle focused person. Um, yeah. just, for, just me personally. But, um, with what lights me up, I like to think of even things, small things in like high school or particular assignments at uni or a particular social situation where I was really able to glow, where I was really able to be like, you know mm. what, this is my this is my stage. This is where I feel at home. Whether it's like, you yeah. know, for example, if you're really great at conflict resolution and your friends always come to you for advice, being like, Hey, this weird thing happened. How do I broach this subject with someone? Or how do I confront this person about something without getting aggressive? Or if if you're really good at that and that's what lights you up, then that's an amazing way to find out how you can you know, how you can relate that to yourself, how you can use knowing that that is a strength of yours to better yourself and feel better about who you are. Just little things like that. I like to think about, hey, I did that one assignment where, you know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. about the grades or how it was received, but I had an amazing time writing it. I always think about like, this is so nerdy, but like, I always think about like, writing essays and how much fun I had like proofreading or I would like read over the whole thing and be like yes that thread is amazing I love the word choice that I use there just like you know if you just if you think about really small things that light you up you can blow them up to a bigger picture sort of situation and be like you know what that is something I'm really good at that is something I value about myself and that of course one small thing you know unlocks this whole plethora of skills and talents that you might not have even considered skills and talents you know things you know things that are small and seemingly insignificant or things that other people don't seem to highlight about themselves or that society doesn't seem to highlight you're allowed to love those things about yourselves and make that a thing you're allowed to be like you know what I don't care if no one else has recognized this um, about themselves or about me but I'm choosing for this to be my thing I'm choosing for these things to be my thing and to really claim that and own that I think is really powerful no matter how big or small
0: absolutely keeping it judgment free is probably the most important thing Mm. and yeah as you said keeping it simple finding your way into yourself I I really think we need to just keep it as simple as engaging in enjoyable solo activities doesn't matter Mm. what it is spending that time with yourself even though it can be daunting at first Mm. um that that's when you find your way in It's as simple as that and it it really can be anything in your day. Whatever you need it to be, it can totally, Mm. totally be whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. I I love that you said you walk past a mirror these days and you sort of think about what's going on internally rather than externally and I think that is such a beautiful way of putting um, self-acceptance and self-understanding and self-compassion. I want to know um have you, what's basically what does your journey with body love look like a body mm. image because not all of us are in a position where we do walk past a mirror and and think of things that aren't tearing our own body image apart you know it's quite mm. common it's it's very very common for us as women young women to Absolutely. tear down ourselves in front of a mirror and I just want to quickly add, when I was surveying my community about a year ago, um, in the development period of Girlkind, I asked, um, what their relationship with themselves looked like and what their self-love looked like, and 80% of them rated it below a 5 out of 10. And if we can sort of generalise that, that is really, really sad and it's really, really normal and, um, like a scary thing to think about. Um, because we don't, we don't want to live like that really. And I know it's so, so hard, but I just wanted to chat with you about what your journey looked like and whether you had any tips, Mm. um, on that journey of body love.
1: I also just think that the biggest thing about having poor self image or poor body image is that you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, right? But the thing is that the people you're comparing yourselves to are going through the exact same thing. I just... Mm. You know, we we compare ourselves to this crazy ideal of, you know, whatever, like photoshopped images and hair removal and all that that kind of stuff. But the reason that people go to such lengths to feel and you know, look beautiful is for the same reasons. Everyone is insecure. I think it's really important to remember that. That kind of takes the power out of comparison. It takes it takes that away from it. It can't, you know, it can't hold it, hold the shadow over your head for you to be right. like someone else or better than someone else if you know that we're all the same and we're all sort of going through it together. And, mm. you know, I'm not saying that that is the ideal of how women should be. I think it's just the reality that we all, you know, I don't have perfect days. There's, there's, you know, yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm, you know, picking apart what my face looks like and wishing it looked different or, you know just, like, thinking about the shape of my body or the parts of my body I don't like and wishing it looked different and that kind of thing. But for... This is going to sound really silly, but I do a lot of my, like, sort of body um, acceptance in the shower. There's no mirrors in the Mm. shower. All you have is your own view of your own body from your perspective and your hands. And I think it's really important, you know, when you're showering or lathering or, you know, putting your face wash on or washing your hair that it's really important to like touch yourself with love and you know and give and be grateful and appreciative for all the different parts of your body and look at your body in a non-judgmental way completely naked in the shower with nothing on top of it and learn to come to terms with what that is and that was really hard for me because I didn't like looking at my body in a mirror I didn't like Looking at my body just from my own perspective. I didn't like the thought of other people looking at my body and critiquing it or what they might think. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm certainly not trying to say it's easy to stop those thoughts. I think the first step to changing your mindset is just being aware of how your mindset could be different. It's act, making active decisions to edit and self edit when you think thoughts that aren't helpful, thoughts that make you feel bad about your body. If you're like, uh, my my tummy's really lumpy or something, then you immediately add something else behind it, like but my skin is really soft. I love touching my skin, mm. or you back it up with something that you you love about yourself or like oh i don't like i don't like the way my arms look, but my arms are really strong, I can lift really heavy things or you know i'm i'm a I'm a great athlete or something like that I think it's mm. um if you self edit in the moment, I think it just creates really good mental habits without you even realizing and then after a while it just sort of becomes yeah habitual for you to for you to always find the silver lining in yourself and I think that is definitely the first step the first two steps for me are trying to minimize the power that comparison has um Mm. on me and my mental health about my body and the second step is learning how to look at my body in a positive light and this has kind of only happened for me in the last couple of years, maybe the most in the last sort of six months. And, um, you know, it's not an easy journey. A lot of people have it to the, you know, we, we often like learn, learn about how to talk about body image from our moms. Like I've, I just remember like watching my mom put lipstick on in the mirror and her like picking apart her wrinkles and that kind of thing. We learn that stuff from, from being kids. And so it's not hard. It's not easy to erase that programming that we've had such an early age since such an early age. So um, yeah. it's not something that happens quickly. It's something that happens very step by step and you have to be very conscious about it. but it is a really difficult and long process but um, everyone does it at their own speed and everyone um, you know should feel empowered and able to give themselves that space and time to you know learn how to appreciate their own bodies.
0: Yeah, that's really really cool. I um definitely resonated with you on watching your mum in the mirror. Um, my mum was the same. I think every woman is, and you mm. know, obviously when when your daughter's living with you, they're going to see those really vulnerable moments, and we can't blame them for that. It's absolutely just part of being a woman. But yeah, exactly. I was the same. My mum is um gorgeous and beautiful and has the most kind heart in the whole world but she has always um, wanted to lose weight and um, that's been her thing and I think every woman has a thing whether it's um, you know wanting a nose job or wanting different colour hair or wanting different texture of hair or losing weight or gaining weight whatever it is everyone has a thing and I think as you said as soon as we um, let go and reduce the power that that has over us I think we can start looking at our holistic self and accepting ourselves for everything that we are. I think Mm. it's like, it's like picking apart a salad or a fruit salad and examining each part of that salad. It's, it's not going to make sense by itself, each part of that. But when you put it together, it's really something beautiful and it's something that you absolutely can't compare to anything else because it's just different. That's just the way it is. Mm. Um, I know that the neuroscience industry says we have about sixty to 80,000 thoughts per day. So, of course, wow. <laughs> lots of those sneaking in are going to be negative and they're going to be quite damaging self-talk. But I think, as you said, just being aware of them as they come in and not being super judgmental about them and not getting angry if negative ones come in, because that is absolutely inevitable. They're going to come in. But Pulling them, pulling them to the, to the front of your brain and saying, okay, this is what I'm telling myself right now. Do I like the way I'm speaking to myself? Would I say this to a friend? Would I say this Mm. to my mum? Um, if not, let's sort of, yeah, as you said, add something onto it, reframe it, turn it around and just continuously be aware of those. Mm. Um, and yeah, also treating your mind like a garden as well, you know, like, feeding it and watering it and not letting weeds grow there I think that's so important for the reprogramming the reprogramming of our brains um, as women in this constantly pressurized world is being Mm. conscious of what what our brain looks like and what our mind looks like to live in because we have to live in it for you know 80 plus years we want it to be a nice place a comfy home um Mm. to live in and same with our body we we have to live in it we were given it um and blessed with it whatever that Mm. looks like um so yeah making it a comfortable home is is also super important yeah Um, I loved what you were
1: saying earlier about the um you know repainting and re-wallpapering and that kind of thing I think that's a really beautiful way of looking at it I always um I think of like a genie lamp I used to read these like books about these kids who were like genie twins and they could like decorate (laughs) they could decorate the inside of their lamps and stuff and everything was really tiny but they could like you know wish things into existence and completely change the outlook of it and I'm not saying it's as easy as that but if you do think of your brain as like a little you know a warm little cave and how you might Mm. decorate that you know whether you want to I don't know put put down some rugs of (laughs) self-love or you know
0: (laughs) yeah cute cushions Yeah. yeah
1: it's a really really nice way to look at it
0: yeah for sure and I also just want to touch on real quick um the point that self-progress and our love for self-help and self-development and our love for chatting about all of this doesn't mean that we simultaneously can't accept ourselves I think it's important as humans we're always progressing and always evolving and naturally we always want to do better and better and and build on that Mm. but I think we can simultaneous love and accept ourselves mm. um, whilst going about that journey. I think, um, yeah, it's not at that finite resolution at all, but um, I think we can reach that level of sort of, you know what, I'm just going to accept myself as I am. I'm going to make it a comfy home to live in. I'm really grateful. I'm really blessed mm. Um but at the same time, it's okay for me to read self-help books and reach out to psychologists and, yes. you know, do do my self-development. That's, that's totally fine. Um, mm. Yeah. I think we're it's all, as cool
1: human beings, we're always going to just be works in progress. There is no yeah. sort of finite product. There's no end resolution of the perfect human being that you become in the end. whatever people are we're always going to be imperfect versions of ourselves and I think why I love reading about you know self-help and self-development so much is that it shows you new ideas and sides to yourself that you hadn't recognized before and what that's what humans instinctually love more than anything it's it's wired into us to constantly be curious to always want more to always be you know asking questions to always be looking for answers and I think self development and self help really fills that gap for people who are ready to go on a, a journey of exploring their minds and I think it's an a really privileged position to be in to be able to think about you know how I can better my mental health and my mental state because that sort of means everything around you is comfortable enough that you can focus on something like mental health which a lot of people don't right. even have the time to think about
0: exactly. so I think
1: so I think that that is so significant and so important and um it's a really beautiful journey to go on when you are able to and when you give yourself the time. And I think it's absolutely possible to feel like a whole and complete version of yourself, even if you're always changing and developing. And I think that's the beauty of self-help. Like even, you know, listening to this podcast, it's probably just in your ears while you're, you know, doing some vacuuming or maybe doing your yeah. homework or something like that. But you're you're bettering yourself and you're listening to something that is giving you new ideas maybe or confirming ideas you already had and things like that. I think we're always developing our intake is, you know, we're always on, we're always listening and I think it's impossible to expect ourselves to be a finished product by a particular time. I think it's really important to, yeah, understand that we're going to be works in progress forever and ever and that we can achieve a place of feeling good about ourselves and feeling whole in how imperfect we are.
0: Yeah. Do you ever um, experience any pressure from yourself or society? Any like expectation or pressure? I think so.
1: I think I think we all do sometimes. I think there's such a again the comparison demon shows up and goes. You know, yeah. I talked to my friend this morning and she was like, you know, I did a 30 minute yoga flow this morning and I've been journaling and meditating and then. I cooked all this food and I was like that's amazing I love that that is yep. you know you're using this amazing time for yourself and then this little bit of my brain went but you're not doing that and then I was like that's all important yeah. I don't have to yeah. be doing that and I think you know we can't escape the comparison demon but what we can you know be aware of is accepting that it's there and understanding that mm. you know the demon is not a part of us that it's just something that pops up but it's not me if that yeah. makes sense. And I think, you know, especially as young women, we're, we always, we're always under constant scrutiny and constant pressure to achieve this particular ideal of whatever kind of women, woman is in fashion for that time. Like, yeah. you know, we had the 1950s housewife, the very compliant, submissive
0: right. female
1: type that was, you know, the, the magic behind the husband, the magical person mm. who cleaned the house and had the babies and cooked and all that kind of stuff. And now it's this ideal of being a very strong um, empowered independent woman but you know I think there is no right way to go about being a person and I think everyone's journey is Mm -hmm. different and you can combine all different kinds of types of being a woman and and create that you know that mold for yourself that doesn't necessarily have to fit anyone's stereotypes like I don't know. I love cooking. <laughs> and I'm a woman and that's not a bad thing and that's, you know, yeah. it, I, I don't have to like hate cooking to be a feminist or, you know, I don't have to Right. you know, whatever. It's not like a
0: it's So true. It doesn't
1: have it doesn't I, I don't have to fit anyone's type of uh, of the right female to be at a particular time to be a female <laughs> in 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 the world. So I think it's about recognizing that societal pressure will always exist, but um again, I think it's just a very complicated and, you know, intense journey to figuring out how you can ignore that little voice to, to you know, become the best possible version of yourself.
0: 100%. percent i probably feel the same, actually. I think um, I definitely do listen to trends. I definitely do compare myself a whole lot of the time, but I think, mm. yeah, it's super important to know that your thoughts are not you. Um, mm. It's just neuron connections or what I'm not sure how to actually explain it neurologically but it's it's Mm. honestly it's not you it does not define you um it's just thoughts that you can reframe and you have power over um yeah so yeah for sure I think Um, just on the
1: thoughts really quickly there was a resource that I used to use a lot in high school called um the quiet place project have you heard of it no I haven't it's just like it's just uh, thequietplaceproject.com and it's just got this like calming music and nice little colours and basically it's just a box where you can type in text and the text like either explodes or disappears into like all these tiny little stars and since learning about what that was and using it to type in my negative thoughts or things that I'm feeling that I, you know, that weren't responsible ways of feeling, things that were angry or things that were, you know overly dramatic or times where I was just purely incorrect typing those things in and watching them explode I'm a very visual visual person so like seeing that I could really apply that to my brain I still I still sort of think that way if I have like an intrusive thought or if I if I if something comes to mind to say and I think twice before I say it it'll sort of just like explode into this little you know or just Ah, like disappear and I just like to let go of that it's a really helpful resource maybe we could like link it somewhere but yeah
0: Yep, show notes for sure. We'll for sure link that. I'm the same. I'm a. I'm pretty visual. I always think of it like rain. If I want, mm. if I'm, my brain is just racing a million miles a minute and I'm having all these extremely anxious thoughts, I either think of it like rain pouring down over my head, washing everything away and starting fresh, mm. um, or I use a little bit more time and do the strategy of listing your five senses so yes a lot of the time when people are having an anxiety attack one of the best ways to sort of bring you back to that present moment is listing five things that you can see five things that you can smell touch hear um and obviously that really helps situate you in the moment and bring you back to where you are and what you're doing um but yeah so important I love that you also have that visual representation of explosion or starting fresh it's it's really really cool yeah
1: I I just I just can't like I found it on tumblr when I was 12 or something someone uh, we went to high school with linked it to me I think and amazing I used it for years upon years after that we also did this um exercise at uni where we just kind of like like sat on the floor with our eyes closed and like pretended we were in a little bubble and we could paint it was like a voice exercise and we were like painting our little bubble with whatever and I ended up like painting it into this little meadow which is like my little happy place and there's like a little meadow and a little valley and a little mountain and when I'm meditating or or thinking of mindfulness or having thoughts that I don't like thoughts that don't make me feel good I often like picture myself sitting there and meditating and I imagine all the thoughts that I have around me are going in me and they're blue and the bad thoughts that are coming out are like orange and then they like come out when I breathe out and then they leave me and they just like go over the valley into the valley then I don't have to think about them anymore
0: (laughs) beautiful love it work of art amazing (laughs) um I think that brings us to the end of our show today do you have anything else you'd like to add before we sign off on our very first episode
1: No, I think this is a really great way to start the show and and thank you so much for having me on this. It's been, you know, I'm really, really excited. I've been excited about this for a really long time and I'm really, you know, looking forward to hearing the feedback from all of you listening and um, seeing what else you would like us to talk about because um, you know, as you can probably tell, we're very passionate about, you know, um, making ourselves better people. We're really passionate about um how to help other women we're passionate about being women and i think that this is something i wish i had when i was growing up and so i'm very very happy to not just be discussing and teaching but learning at the same time and i think we can always learn a lot from each other so this is a really incredible resource and um thanks so much for having me millie
0: (laughs) oh thank you thanks for being a part of it um and, of course, you can follow both of us on Instagram. We'll list those in the show notes. Um, and on our next episode, we're actually going to have a Q&A segment at the end. So look out on both of our social media for um, the topic of the next episode, which will be dropping in two weeks from now. Um, So, yeah, engage with us on social, social media. Come join the party over there. But until next time, thanks for joining. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.